fine. <laughs> so, um, how are you, dude? How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I'm in the middle of moving, <laughs> so everything has been a little chaotic lately. But yeah, just I'm doing all right. That's that's good to hear, man. Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, it's a uh, second time I'm moving this year. <laughs> wow, two yeah. times in one year. That <laughs> yeah. It's my life, I guess. <laughs> I'm doomed to moving all the time. Uh, you are. That was gonna actually gonna say that. Do you actually often move that often? Uh, no, not really. This uh, I moved cities at the beginning of the year. I mean, like around March, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, now I'm moving just to a different place. So it's not that I need to. It's just like um, contracts end, and then you move out or you get the same contract. So I'm just gonna move back to my parents' place while they're traveling. Mm-hmm. And because um, they're going to be out for like six months or some shit. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they're going to be with family like north um, to the country. So <laughs> they're going to stay there for a, for a while, which is like pretty far from here. So they're going to probably stay there for half a year or something. Oh, never, I, f- I forgot that. Where are you from? I'm from Brazil. I live in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. So Brazil. <laughs> I never I would never would have guessed that you're from Brazil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I would I would assume that you're, you're you're either it's either you're Canadian or you're from Europe. <laughs> I appreciate that actually. No, but but that's pretty yeah. dope, man. And 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 that's amazing because I've heard of your name, like I've heard of your music for a long long time and and I've never would have guessed that you're from Brazil. So like artists like yourself coming over into the scene that's that's big man i appreciate that yeah it's uh i've been working my ass off a lot to like trying to push my music out there so that's good this tells me it's working (laughs) yeah no it's it's definitely working and let me tell you man um your english accent is actually pretty good man you're spot on onto it thank you Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I've started practicing it like I was pretty much a kid. <laughs> so I, I grew up like trying to um, learn English and pretty much the only speaker in my family. I just always find fun. <laughs> so so basically learning English was always a part of your thing since you were a kid? Yeah, like I started making music very early. Like I mm. was nine years old when I got my first drum kit. And okay. a lot of the things that I... Um, Needed to use, like, for example, as soon as I downloaded, like, FL Studio, everything is in English. It's not in my language. Not, none of those softwares have any translation. So right. from the moment I was a kid to use, barely use the computer, I already had to learn some English. So over time, I just, through TV, like, um, uh, yeah. series, video games, just using the software and, like, reading on forums. Eventually, I started, like, learning and then talking to people. So, yeah, I grew up pretty much speaking more English than my native language, I guess. Because I made mostly like online friends. Welcome to the club, man. I'm from, uh, <laughs> I'm from Puerto Rico, man. I'm from the oh, islands. Shit. Yeah, so we're kind of neighbors around there, you know, from far yeah, distance. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I moved to Miami. So English was also part of my life because we're considered US citizens. So it's, mm-hmm. we were enforced to have the English language as well. Yeah. And, but we're yeah, predominantly right. Spanish. And, over the years, like you, you know, I've I've traveled with my parents. You know, we do little traveling in the states, and they were very emphasis of me learning English and watching movies and TV shows all, my whole life. You yeah. know, I know everything through English. So you know, 
and and now and now I know more. I know more, and I talk more English than I do on my own language in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, me too. I spend like all day either like teaching people or like on Discord hanging out. So I think like really? the only people I actually talk to in real life is like my girlfriend and my roommate, pretty much. And that- then like um, I don't go out there. <laughs> I should though. Probably should. So, so that's the only time you speak uh, speak Portuguese, you know, when it's with your girl, your roommate, your family. Other than that, yeah, everybody's yeah, English. Yeah, because everyone else is like just friends doing music and everything. So right. I just mostly, if you check my chats, like most of my friends, all of their chats is just, you know, Brazilian Portuguese. But right. in my chats, it's just like everyone is from different parts of the world. So it's always English. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah. That, that, looks, that looks around like my Instagram DMs, like different mm-hmm. people from different parts of the world, you know? Yeah. And, and it's pretty cool that, you know, we can actually universally communicate each other, you know, with, with yeah, the same language. Real. Yeah, and, and it's it's wild how you can find people with like the same interests, like from such, such right. a difference, like a distance from you. Right. You know? I, and it's so fascinating to learn, you know, their stories and their come ups into to why they are where they are right now. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, right. Like, you know, for example, with you, me learning that you're from Brazil and, and all the music that you've done over the years to me, that's fascinating, you know, yes. Yeah. I cannot, maybe you can, maybe you can, I can, I cannot name any Brazilian bass producers out there other than mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm pretty sure yeah. there are music producers. There's not as well many, known, but yeah, there's not as much. Maybe, you know, mostly the, not in dubstep, <laughs> there's, there's some big like trends and uh minimal house guys. Yeah, no, I don't, but, like, I don't know anybody. Uh, that's not my taste. Yeah, no, know? no, that's not my taste. I don't know anything, but I'm saying from the bass area. <laughs> That's why yeah, I say yeah. there, there could very be few. any... F- I, I can say I know at least just like a handful. <laughs> There's not that many. And and to me, yeah. and to me, you're like the only one that stands out out of that, you know, because you're the only one that I actually, that. at least here from the States, you're mm-hmm. you're pretty much well known in a, in a sense, you know, at least I know you and I've heard mm-hmm. your music since the cymatic days. When, oh, oh, you know, shit. <laughs> imagine that. Damn. <laughs> imagine that when Cymatis started to pop up, you know, you guys were yeah, doing, yeah. you know, sound designing for these guys and then they started yep. to blow up and whatnot. I know yeah, I right. listened and know you from that day. Same same reason as um Damn. as Infinite and Company and Wool. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. And and Lane on Careless Castle before he mm-hmm. was a, a dare, you know? Yeah. I know all yeah. these guys when you guys started out, you know? So it's funny yeah, for right. me to, it's very, very, very rare for me to see you guys like, you know, like still k- killing it right now, you know? Because there's so I many of the that, other Cymatis people. I I wouldn't say that they disappear from the face from the earth, like Tashion and Nasco, but they're, mm. I don't feel, uh, Nasco is actually getting more active with no, the yeah, community. Nas- Nasco is popping off. Yeah, Nasco. <laughs> Nasco. It's always been, it's always been like a yeah. fucking genius. But, but with Tassion and Kermode and mm. I don't know who else, those guys like, yeah. it, it, those guys were part of the foundation of Cymetics and they kind of like disappear from the face of Earth, you know? All the rest of you guys yeah. that made a, made a living out of it, you know? Um, I'm glad I could manage that actually. It's uh so I've seen a lot of friends just quit because they couldn't turn this into a sustainable like um, job. But I'm right. lucky enough that I could. So yeah. kudos, you know, I bro. Didn't do it on my own either. Always with 
help of people. <laughs> no, of course, man. But and, and before we actually get do it, dwell into that, I actually very curious, like, how did you actually get get yourself into Simonis? Like, did they reach you out, or you like reach them out, say like, hey, I do this? Yeah. So the thing with Cymatics is the those guys, the the owners, were kind of in our circle before mm. they founded Cymatics. So okay. kind of knew them. I didn't know what they were doing. But then as they started Cymatics and they knew uh, us. At the time, Zeta was a duo. Mm -hmm. So it was me and a, a friend from Romania. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was Dimitro. And um, he it, they, they talked to him and... Mm -hmm invited us to do the first, I think it was a sample pack. I don't remember the order. We did so much for Simonics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we they invited us to do that. And then they already had the Simonics, uh project going up, like rising. And they started doing these like artist packs and like artist project files. Mm. And, and yeah, they wanted us to do one. And then we did the next one and then the next one. And then... When I saw it, I was literally doing sound design for them, like pretty much full time. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, that, that's pretty much how it went. Like just Facebook friends. And then we got to know the, the, the owners. And then, you know, eventually the company got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, um, yeah, I, I worked for them for like over a year, pretty much, I, I think two years straight, just doing sound design for the packs. Wow. The, the whole like the thing. I did a lot for them. They're like preset samples and all sorts of stuff. And and basically, all your samples and your sound designings has created the birth of, of of thousands and thousands of uh <laughs> of freaking bass producers. You know, <laughs> like your sounds itself became part of other producers. Um, you know, sounds. You know. Yeah, I, I always loved doing that. I always loved like um just creating things and putting them online and see what people do with it. Like, there's a lot of other um. Mm companies that I worked with as well with like a similar thing for example Antidote I also did a a, a free download sample pack for them like a while ago like right yeah I, I, I remember a little that. later after um the cymatics thing yeah and it for some reason also popped off it stayed like number one for years on the, the downloads um of that company on, on Hyperdit I think Hyper yeah yeah, it, yeah 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 so it was like number one for like Two years straight, I was like, how? <laughs> it's just like a half decent thing I made like years ago. I and, don't know how it And people still use your template, you know, for, for making mm. shit, you know? Like, that, that's yeah. got to be big, you know? That's <laughs> no, got to be yeah. big that people yeah. actually, you know, it, fuck it, it, with it, your it's sound. It's always a compliment to me when I see people saying that they, they find it useful. I'm like, damn. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm so indecisive, dude. I change my workflow all the goddamn time. Really? So, like, I... I keep, I always try and reinvent everything every time I'm writing music. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. That's, <laughs> so. a, that's, the, that's the producer's mindset every day, man. Like last yeah. minute you hear a song and everybody's like, yo, this is fired. Like, I can't wait till you release it. And you're like, yeah, I really don't yeah. like it. I, I just want to change yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's always that thing. Like you will make like your most intricate body of work uh, like spend 100 hours on it and then right. not many people are going to like it. And then that one whip that you made in like 30 minutes, everyone's just like, oh my God. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's always like that, bro. Bro, I have... There's this one song that I released, um, I think last year mm -hmm. called Brain Damage VIP. I was going to scrap it. It was literally a 10 minute uh, edit that I made for shows. Uh -huh. And um, 
I didn't want to release it. And then my manager at the time was like, no, dude, you just, just drop it free download, whatever. I was like, okay, how, I don't know how it got a hundred K was like the, the most played song of that year Yo. on my releases. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, how did it Dude, I, it was the thing I least liked of, that I made that year. Like, damn. I have, okay. dude, I have so many songs that I've released that I hated so much that and not even myself will I ever play. Right. If I ever play them or send it to somebody, I wouldn't even do that. Like, I, I hate it so much. And yeah. I even hated the fact that I released it. Yet, those mm. are the ones that are the most popular in the, the Yeah, ones right. It's so love. ironic. <laughs> It's so ironic, dude. Like I don't get it. I was like, dude, I make this in no time, and it was, and it, I was just making a statement saying like anybody can do it, and it's a piece of shit, and the mixing is not even good. The sound design is, is like easy basics, yet everybody fucks yeah. with it, and I'm like, <laughs> for real, what? So it's always like that, yeah. It's always like the quick whips. The quick whips, you know, that's what that's that's why I was like, you know what? Let me change my mentality here. Let me not dwell into a project that much. Let me just do a quick whip and just like let it yeah. all out, bro, because it's the only yeah. it's the only when I, if people fuck with it like that, yeah. it's like, you know, what well, I like, fuck it, you know? Yeah, like the, that's also something that I kind of implemented in, as part of my workflow as well. Mm -hmm. um, just a and Ring my music, you know, right. like labels do that a lot to decide what they're going to release, but not many artists see it that way when it comes to their own music. And something that I, I don't want to just be putting off like everything that I make because, you know, not everything will fit the, right. the, the project and the vision. Um, even though my, I, I don't think I have a set style and people say they can hear it, but I don't think I have anything that's like majorly like specific in terms of style. Cause I don't like that. I just make whatever and I release it. But uh, the with the workflow thing, it's it, it's good to A and R your own music, right? So what I do is I'll make like thirty songs, and then I'll, I'll ask my friends what they like, mm -hmm. and I'll, I, even though I do have my favorites as well, I'm gonna also let see what people also prefer, so that I can go, come to like kind of a midterm right. of it, you know, like just um, find that sweet spot where like, it's something that I like, but it's also something that my friends like. And if my friends like my audience, probably are going to like it as well. Mm -hmm. So, cause it's hard to see it outside of uh, your own perspective, because there's the same thing we're mm -hmm. talking about, like with the, the whips and like the tunes that you put the most work in, you can never predict which one is going to like blow up or work the best, you know? That's true. So, I mean, I, I, I will, I love everything, not, not everything I make, but like I will, always release everything that I like the most, but I will also try and see, uh, I always test things out to see like if people like it too. Cause in the end, I'm not making music only for myself. I'm making music for people who follow me, which is something that I, it's kind of the point of my project. <laughs> it's not just about me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, uh, go into deep on that, but I, but before I do actually, what is going to tell you and tell everybody is like, not many people really realize when when somebody's doing an album or an EP or so, there's like at mm -hmm. least a buttload of songs that they created just for that one yeah. project, you know? And yeah, and yeah. And like in, in your case, like how you sample it, like you make 30 songs and and each of these 30 songs may be like the hottest shit, but ultimately yeah. 15 songs will be chosen just to be on the album. And that happens yeah, across, yeah. across, across artists. Like, 
Yeah, like imagine, mm-hmm. like imagine the imagine that imagine your favorite artist and they release the hottest EP ever, and then the EP yeah. is four tracks, right? Imagine mm-hmm. how many other songs that they created that didn't make it, and you may think like, yeah. oh. I, I, a good example is I'm literally working on my EP like r- for the past two years, <laughs> ever wow. since the last one came out. Congratulations. So I've been working on that for, so you can imagine the amount of tunes that passed through that. Yeah. I'm down to six, but I'm pretty sure I made over 50 songs and then I just discarded them from the EP. Wow. And uh, I'm finally pretty happy with where it's right now. I just need to polish it and finish. But uh, I pretty much wrote like other. I don't know, five or more EPs just testing things out to see until I can get to the level of these EP, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's a lot of music. Like right now I have like pretty much 50 demos as well outside of that EP and all of the other tunes that I made for the EP, but didn't make it because I didn't feel like it fit the vision I was going for. Right. Are still there. I'm just not going to release it because now they're old and they're like, there's not quite to the same level as, as what I'm making now. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like with this EP that I'm working on, like you can imagine the amount of music that I made throughout like two years just to get like these like Jesus. five tunes ish. And I'm <laughs> we'll see maybe four. <laughs> and I'm just starting out my own EP project, you know, and, and it's a two piece yeah. project. I've, luckily, it's I already sick. start. I already started the uh, the first track, which is the intro, and mm-hmm. so the two piece EP. At first, initially, first, I wanted to make an eight-track EP. But then I, mm-hmm. when I stand back and looked at it, I was like, you know what? It's better off to split it into two. So that way yeah. it makes more of a side A and a side B. So the side yeah, A right. comes this type of music. And then the side B is this type of music. It's it's the same genre of dubstep, but two different layouts. Like one is more yeah. heavy, you know, poppy, you know, tear That's out really metal stuff. And then the other half is more happy, melodic, mm. future rhythm, you know, shit, happy, melodic drum and bass, stuff like that. You know, yeah, it's happy real. music. So you got the tear out stuff and then you got the happy stuff, you know, and yeah, I split that's it. Sick, dude. That's a sick idea. Ah, thank you. Thank you. And like the idea yeah. come, the idea came from, you know, um, expressing myself as of like when I started out in this industry of how much, you know, I had to endure, how much, all the struggling, all the suffering, all the pain, all the ups and downs for me that I couldn't in the situations I was, you know, that's, that represents what happens in the first EP as I started out yeah. as the lone wolf, you know? And mm-hmm. then the second EP is all the happy and great stuff that just happened to me that I'm currently doing and what I'm currently building up to and that EP is called The Wolf Pack because now I'm no longer alone. Yeah. Now I've got people, you know, I got important that's people sick. around. So the, that's like the that. whole storyline for the EP, that. you know? That's great, dude. I love that. Yeah, uh, I had a similar idea, not to this extent, not mm. such a big project. But um, a few years ago, I had this idea to um, make this A and B release. It never happened because mm. I never finished both tunes, but I, I wanted to do this A and B release, which was like two tunes. Right. And I would write like from start to finish in a day. Uh, one of them, I would make it in the day that I was feeling the most happy and like possible, like, you know, when you're in a good mood. Yeah. And the best, the, the, the other one I, I, I wrote in like the absolute worst day of my life, mm. like having like a shitty day. And then, um, 
it's insane. Like both tunes turned out like so different, <laughs> like so different. It's insane how your mood can affect what you're doing. Uh, and that, that taught me a lot as well in um, how I do my music, because in the end, I don't want to mix the emotions in my stuff. If I'm, if something is happy, I want to keep making it happy. But mm. if I'm having a shitty day, I may make it a little worse, you know, you know what I mean? So that, that was a little experiment. Uh, I wanted to release it, but it, I never found a label that fit and I didn't want to self-release because A and Bs are like so goddamn hard to market. Uh, especially yeah. these days yeah um but yeah uh, it was i still have those tunes one is called uh passion and the other one is uh i, I don't remember <laughs> but yeah it was this a and b release that's pretty dope you know and well the here's the here's the funny thing because of those a and b's that i had in mind because it, it's funny that you say that and the names mm-hmm. of it because each of, of the songs that i have them that i'm doing each of them has their own names you know so yeah. you, in the in the tear out version, you got, you know, pain, then you got um, fury, then you got despair. And then the last one is the yeah. lone wolf, you know, then when you get mm-hmm. turned to side B, it, you go the the it flips, the flips, the opposite of it. Yeah. What's the opposite of yeah. pain? Pleasure. What's the opposite of despair? Yeah. Hope. What's the opposite that's, of that's fury? Amazing. Joy. And what's the yeah, opposite of it. being alone? You know pack you know you got together yeah. you got group the you know wolf pack. then you got the wolf pack so it's it's funny that you say that because it's, that's exactly how i actually yeah. am building it right now i'm currently building yeah. it you know yeah that's great dude that's uh, really that's one of the best ideas i heard in a while like a lot of vps these days um they they're so forgettable yeah like, i mean to me to my taste of course i don't speak for everyone but for myself there's a lot of things that i hear that i'm like yeah, this is cool, but it's old in like a, the second listing. I already am bored of it. So, you know, it's not something that sticks to me much, which is why I'm constantly listening to so much music to find things that I like. Because <laughs> I, I fucking love music. I, I don't yeah. go a second in my day without lo- listening to music. So to find good music that I can leave on repeat and not get tired of, it's it's hard. No, it's definitely um, hard. But it's it's it, I love it when I find that one tune that is like, ah, this is so good. Recently the one thing that did that for me was Stay Six, um Resonance. Mm. Like, God damn that tune is so good. <laughs> it's with friends of mine as well. That, that's pretty interesting because yeah, you recently I've been noticing that a lot of EPs haven't been like this Nets revolution, mm-hmm. you know, grandstanding, something different, wow factor anymore. Now it's more of the yeah. same monotonous EPs or singles, even sometimes singles yeah. for these, for some yeah. of your favorite artists, you know, it's just always the same. And I was going to ask you, like, do you think that we just hit a industry standard in which this is the only time where a label is going to release your shit when it's something that's, you know, the same as every other? Or do you think that there's still some labels that, you know, they're, they welcome, you know, something new and different. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really depends because there's labels who are going to anything pretty much. So they're going to release any genres. They're going to release like, like, like Monster Cat, for example. They release Oof. all types of, of music, right? My so, goal. And My they're goal all really good. There, man. My goal. Yeah, right. <laughs> For real, they're huge. <laughs> they're huge. I've been listening to Monster Cat since I was like a little kid. So, you know. Same, bro. Same. But yeah. The, there's labels like that. And there's labels who are more focused on one like niche specific type of sound, like mm-hmm. Halcyon, for example. 
right? So th- there's a difference. I'm, I'm not sure if it's all about just quality because it, it can be like um, subjective, but right. in terms of like innovation and all that, I feel like labels who release like everything will always stay on top because they have so much more freedom, right? Yeah. But at the same not time, it's not, fi- it's not easy to find like this one niche specific thing mm. to release, you know, like that find multiple artists making like similar things that are like still different within themselves, you know? So I feel like both have their, their value. Uh, but with, in terms of like stuff that is forgettable, I feel like that's also due to the fact that it's, it's really not difficult to learn these days, you know? So you can back when I started, if you make music for two years, you kind of got somewhere and okay, you can now make a half decent tune. But now right. if you right now, because of the amount of content you have, mm-hmm. you can make like insane sound design and you can learn everything in your doll in like less than a year. But then, um, a lot of people forget that about musicality and all that, which is why yes. it makes it forgettable because they're so, they're rushing to, to learn so quick and like, dude, be the next like big producer and blah, blah, blah. They forget to, you know, bring the music into the music and it's all block and it's all the same. And then it's, 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 and it's just all inspired from the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into this loop. I feel like, you know, like people just, of course, it's what they like, but at the same time, it reinforces the same exact quarter pattern, you know? <laughs> so, See, that's- it, it depends. And the thing is, it sells. So labels are going to take it and they're going to keep releasing it. So that's that's how it works, I guess. Yeah, no, eventually, uh, it's, at the end of the day, it still boils down to business is whatever it sells them the most is, you know, whatever sells them, this is what it works, this is what it's worth. We're not going to change the, the status quo because, you know, why 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 fit something if it's if it ain't broke you know yeah right yeah. exactly so yeah it works it, it still does work really well for the live environment so you know it, it, there's a place in time for music even I, if it's maybe just it, it, it could be forgettable to listen at home because it's music meant for live events but then if you're like at a big show and then some plays someone plays that tune in the right environment it's not forgettable because now you have a strong memory of it Right. But then there's music that's made for you to listen at home. You know, like mostly albums are that, d- done that way so that you repeat them. So they're not as forgettable, but they also don't fit the live environment as much. They usually don't have like that much energy. You know, that's so a, it varies. It can change a lot. That's a very good point. That's a very good point yeah. because... It um, can change re- like depending on what you're doing yeah. while you listen to it, right? Yeah, you know? there's... I, I, that's my view on it. No, no. There's definitely songs that people make that are most of the time, depending on what it is, they're, they're only cater to what you're doing or what you're feeling. So there's songs mm-hmm. that they're only catered to listening to your home, but they can never make it to the live set because it just does yeah. not fit. And then there's... Yeah, there's, right? There's, there's songs that are... They're fit to be on a festival. They're like these. Mm-hmm. These are definitely festival bangers. Yeah, but it's not the same. It doesn't hit in, as in, hard in, when in, you're in the club. When you yeah. hit in a club or in a hit, it, it goes like that. I I I yeah. can tell you that I got a lot of songs that I did it and I made for myself that mm-hmm. I will never play them on a club. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I'll de- but I'll definitely will I will probably play them in a festival because it's, you know, it's my set, you know? 
Yeah, right. But I definitely have a I ha, I have a lot more f- songs that are for festival going than I do for clubbing. Mm, yeah. And it, and it's and it's just like that, you know. It's like there's people really do this on purpose. Like there's songs that you actually made it that you actually do it for, you know, for the consumer base. And then there's songs that, you, you know, it's for you to just chill and hang out and, and listen to it and just vibe yeah. with it, you know, vibe with it. Exactly. Exactly. It's all, it's all depending on what the environment is, like what is it meant for? Um, something that I find very interesting, how people um, take that and how it changes like all the time, really depends on what right. is kind of popular and kind of trendy and all that. But can be said for both, you know, like I, I like making both. I like making music to play I like live and I like making music to just vibe. <laughs> you know, it's two different things. Right. But it's fun. You know, it's and, fun. and it's funny because I don't I don't purposely like set up for, you know, when I'm making a song, I never purposely like, oh yeah, this is this song is tune in to purposely be on on the home or this song mm-hmm. is tune in purposely to be at a festival or a club or yeah. whatever. I just do whatever, you know, comes out yeah. for me naturally. And then when of I course. hear the end resort, I was like, huh, this is actually yeah. that this ties is back to this. the A&R thing I was talking about. Yeah, that's kind of I do the same. I don't I don't sit on able to like, oh, I'm going to make festival music. To, you know, <laughs> it's not like like that. But then uh, once I'm done and I have like a, a little batch of tunes, I can then listen to them and judge them better to see where I think it fits the most. And then. That then ties to the marketing, you know, so how I'm going to do the artwork right. and all everything, you know, how, how I'm going to present this project to, to, to my followers. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's really hard to pick <laughs> to the, which teams you're actually going to release. No, of course. But that's why I always ask like friends to, to, to help me out with that. Cause then, you know, especially with that thing that I say, like the, the trends change and then. I, I like to know what people are listening to because mm-hmm. then I can stay on top and then I can listen to it. And I always find something new that I like that I can j- try and make on my music. You know, it's I'm constantly looking for new things because when you've been making music for 10 years, it, it does get boring <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So you got to keep like finding like cool shit to do. Like cool. Like, I, I like to mess a lot with like Max for Live stuff, which is uh, on Ableton because it, it allows me to create some... Wild shit. <laughs> That's why I love Ableton so much, man. It gives you so much freedom to do so many things. Like, because yeah, it's, right. it's it's own user friendly, and at the same time, it's fucking limitless. You know, like you, yeah, like exactly. like it's the sky's the limit at that point. Like whatever yeah. you're doing, and there's always some gnarly stuff that comes out of it when you're doing mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, there's there's always beauty in randomness, and um, you can always turn something that's like completely random, which is something I do a lot. Like just random uh, generators with uh, Max for Live. Mm-hmm. And you can um, make literal random sounds and then resample them into like um, a full drop or whatever like that. In fact, on my uh, Evo and Beyond EP, there's a tune called Shuriken. And all of the sounds in that drop were resampled, like completely resampled and stretched. Wow. I changed the pitch. I re-processed um, them from a tune that I released two years before that <laughs> called Deep Purple. So that whole entire tune was kind of a joke I was doing, <laughs> but it worked so well. I was like, oh, this actually fits with the level of this EP. So right. I put it in the EP. But uh, yeah, that, that Shuriken tune is completely resampled from older sounds. 
when you do resampling the way I did there, it's pretty much just randomness because you never know what's going to come out of like a stretched sample and it works. <laughs> so a lot of the times it does work. I love resampling, man. I really yeah. do, bro. Like resamp- Like ever since um they ever since Josh from Moldstep uh taught me to resample, like it, mm-hmm. it just to me, it's like a brand new world to me and a brand new vision yeah, of, of doing things. And like, and it's because of him, you know, like, and, and obviously and many other private tutors like, um, like Careless Castle and Crimson Child and so mm-hmm. on. They're like, these guys like, you know, taught me some of the roles. Like when they show me like how to do the resampling and then um, apply it to not just for my job, but my entire s- song, like, just yeah. make one right. sound and then make a song out of that one sound and just resampling. Like it, yeah. it, it blew my mind how much you can do with just one sound. Like it can be like the you most. You can do anything. You can the, do anything. I've seen, I've seen, and I've done it as a joke. I never posted it because I, I had this video that I was going to do for TikTok that was just making a, a, the whole drop or whole intro with just one random sound, it would be just me, I don't know, like slapping my face or something. You can always turn that into everything. You can turn that into drums, hats, basses, just with the amount of proper processing, you can do so much. Bro, it's insane, actually. No, my bro, uh, Nitty Gritty is very famous mm-hmm. of doing that. If you see some of his IG live stories, like when he's bored and he's yeah. in the airport, He'll just yeah. make something. <laughs> I think I, I may have seen one of those. Yeah. Like the guy yeah, will do something seen. weird. He will record on his phone, transfer on Ableton and somehow process the shit out of it and makes yeah, right. a fucking tune out of just doing that one sound. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? How the hell yeah. you did that? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's funny how they how they actually do that, you know, and I was actually <laughs> going to ask you this later on down the, down the road, but I'll ask you this right now. When it comes to like uh, the concept of sound designing, do you actually believe as a producer, you believe that it's a it should be a, a luxury or a necessity for an up-and-coming producer? To learn sound design? Or, to... or the, the fact that sound designing is like a necessity for a producer? Or, oh, you think, yeah. or you think it's just a luxury for a producer? I think it, it, it depends on what you're making. Because like, mm-hmm. the, of course, the term producer is very broad you can be making all sorts of things you could be making rock music and then sound design would be useless for you pretty much with right. synths and all that but uh if you're making edm um and like especially dubstep drum and bass all of these like bass heavy um uh genres yes it, it is absolutely crucial to know sound design because the term sound design people tend to think only about like synths and um like maybe your drop sounds like your basses but right. it also ties to everything else. Every effect you make mm. is part of sound design. Every vocal you process is sound design. Every drum you 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 make or pick from a simple pack is also sound design. So everything is part of sound design. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to make a... You, you need to understand how it works in order to make it um, coherent with everything else you're making. And also all of your other projects if you want to keep kind of a consistent uh, style right. as well. So if you, you you need to at least understand it some some of the basics or the even advanced stuff to be able to to follow a, a straight line with your style and like your, your music in general. But I feel like sound design is, is just as important as like musicality and knowing like at least a little bit of music theory because mm. it's both like 
are the ways you're going to present your emotion or whatever you're trying to portray with the music, right? Right. And a lot of people don't even think that. They, they're not like making a dubstep job and like, oh, this is so emotional. This this is angry. No, nah, <laughs> it's just making stuff. But uh, whether people work that way or not, they always do put some emotion to it, which is right. what they like. It's their they taste. So to be able to do that, you need to understand sound design. So I think... When you're making these genres, yes, it's absolutely crucial to understand sound design. And the more you know, the better you can portray your vision. Uh, just as well as music theory and like just musicality in general, having a good understanding of that will absolutely help um, because it's, it's not a limitation, it's a guide. I see people thinking music theory is like these rules and like, oh, it limits me because I can't do this and I can't do that. It's like, what? no, you can do whatever you want. It's just a guide. <laughs> it's it's helping you. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's pretty interesting. I never heard of people like complaining that much about sound design. It's really? Like, like, every no. every time I've I had a conversation about music theory, it's uh-huh. always someone saying, oh, no, bro, I don't use music theory because it limits me. I don't like it. It's... Just, oh, but that's but that's it's different. Like, that's different. Music theory. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely a must have. Even for I'm yeah, not right. I'm not I'm not even that big of a musician. Yet mm-hmm. I know at least the basics of music theory. I know this at least the scales that I that I know I'm gonna play, yeah, right. and I know the notes because like, dude, mm-hmm. you need to learn that stuff. You can't just go ahead yeah, right. and, and play whatever music. You know, make <laughs> How do you not know the theory behind music? Yeah, that? bro. You like know, it's, it's, mean, it's, it's like, the, it's the same that some of this, uh, and it's funny because I've seen a lot of up and locals do some of these mistakes that they say, um, nah, bro, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it like this. When I hear about it, it's like, dude, what the fuck is this? There's no <laughs> song structure. There's, where's the drug? Where's, with, <laughs> why, broken. why is the song is still conti- the same on a loop over and over. It's like, well, that's how my vision is. That's how I did yeah, it. That's how it feels. So like, I'm like, honestly. I'm like, bro, but you need to know that this is how you do things. Like, you gotta have shows yeah. like, nah, bro, fuck the rules. So, you know, yeah. you're, that's what limits but, me and this and that. One I, thing I like to, to say, it's learn the rules so that you can break them. Yes, I was like, gonna get into that. Like, yes. Right, <laughs> ladies like, and gentlemen, listen to Zayn right now. Listen to what he's saying. I'm, it's not rules yeah, of me real. talking, you know, conspiracy theory and talking shit. Like, no, listen to the guy who has yeah. a lot of experience over all of us. <laughs> like, break it that's, down. That's how you. That's how you push for innovation too. Like, you need to understand what you're doing, and then you can break the rules and, you know, right. innovate. But like, it's it's. I, I had students tell me that and I had a whole like hour explaining how music theory is not really just, a, it, it's not a, a limit. It's, it's will actually expand because it can, music theory can explain anything you do, whether you, you want or not. It, there is a way, if you put random notes in a random arrangement, there will be a notation that you can read. There will be a chord in which it is. There will be like all sorts of uh, inversions that you can find in that. So it's not all random, even if you're it's still music. If you do it just mm-hmm. by ear, you're still using music theory. You just don't want to admit it, <laughs> you know? But it's it still is like music theory. It's hella important. It's like, but it's not a limit. It's a guide. I always call it a, yes. it's more of a guide. It yes. helps you. It's, a, it's, not, it's not like, hey, you do this, this, and this. It's, it's not like a blocky thing. It's like, dude, you, it, it's right. teaching you where to go. And then you go from there with your creativity, you know? But it's 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 hella important. I love music theory. I'm 
constantly learning new new shit about it. No, oh, definitely, bro. And, and 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 let me tell you, I use guides to make sure I'm in the right path when I'm doing any of the piano chords or or the mm-hmm. scales or whatnot. I, and when I'm doing the plugs as well, you know, you have to be mm-hmm. on that scale because if not, you're trying to mix two different things at the same time, and yeah, it's gonna right. sound very clunky. It's gonna sound like mm-hmm. out of out of tune in, in a sense. Like it's gonna make like you can yeah, notice right. it. You can tell it just because it sounds dope. It doesn't mean like it's in the right scale, you know, like it yeah, could, right. you know, but mm-hmm. you just have to tune it, you know, it makes the hell yeah. of a difference, you know, like imagine yeah. you, you playing a, your drop on a, on a F minor. And then all of a sudden when you're on the brakes, you're doing it on a E minor. Yeah. yeah like Random key, key change. Random <laughs> it key. will sound broken. It, but again, there, that's where music theory. And I think that's why I think it's, it's beautiful. If you want to do that, imagine you wanted the, the clunky and like broken feeling. You can do that with music theory. It tells you what to 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 do to kind of generate any type of emotion. So if you're trying to go for something happy, you can do it with music theory. If you're trying to go for something more broken or like like you say clunky with like weird tem- like key changes, right? You can still do that. <laughs> it's not it's not any less of part of music theory. It's just going to be a little harder to explain to someone. Uh, new, like to show, hey, I like I did this, and it's like kind of broken in the middle. It's like you're gonna have to explain it, but like at the same time, it depends on what public you're trying to 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 reach for, right? Because of course, ninety nine percent of people are gonna enjoy the more like formulaic stuff, you know, that they they're, they're familiar with, like yeah. the four by four uh, patterns that are recognizable. If you make something completely different and opposite and call it yeah i made this without music theory because it's my way it's like no nah, bro you're just nah, just bro. annoying <laughs> <laughs> not only that it's just being annoying but the fact is like i don't even know where we're going like when i'm listening yeah, right. to some of these songs i'm like okay where is this taking me okay <laughs> yeah. why is it sound so different okay why is yeah. this like what wait Wait a mm. minute, where is this? Like, what is going on? Where's the structure and all this? Yeah, right. Yeah, and it, and it helps everything else. Like, understanding music theory helps with your mix, yeah. with your, obviously your composition and arrangement. But uh, with your mix and, like, your final product, it's always much cleaner because it's all tied together. People right. tend to separate those processes. Like... Um, Oh, my sound design is this, and then my mix is that, and then my, my arrangement is this. It's like it, it's all one piece of music. It's easy to separate that one when, when you're producing because you're like, oh, now I'm doing the arrangement, now I'm doing the sound design, now I'm doing this and that. But at the end of the day, it is all one piece of music, and you, right. everything is still tied together. Like so, if you start with a shitty composition, your mix is gonna end up being shitty because the the elements you chose are not gonna be good. They're not exactly. gonna fit well. So it, it's all tied together. It's all part of one piece of music anyway. So like music theory will help you build the, the bass really, really well because then you can have the right elements with the right sounds. Uh, and, and in the end, your mix is going to be like so much easier to do. Right. And then the final product is always going to be better. No, I, I 100% agree with that, man. And People don't really rea- realize this, but, s- but music theory and other aspects, they all go together. Mm-hmm. Like they all have to go along together, you know, in order for a song to make it like sound like, oh, wow, this is a song, you know, yeah. like knowing the right. music structure of it, knowing what 
the arrangements of what an intro, what a verse or a break, mm -hmm. a build, a drop, exactly. an outro. What the what are the sounds that you're implementing on every section? You know what what type of scales you're going through? You know that makes a whole song. You know exactly. like what the exactly. mixing, the mixing and the mastering behind it to make sure you're clean up all those eerie frequencies. You know people don't really mm -hmm. realize yeah. that. You know exactly. you can make a dope song, but if you if your song if you have some eerie sounds or frequencies that you're not aware of it. When you play that mm -hmm. on a club, that you're gonna people are gonna notice it right away. It's just yeah, it's common. No, it's not common. It's just it's very, very predictable for an engineer and, and a producer to detect that. So when you're playing that on a on a club, the the engineers yeah. hears that. It's like, holy shit, what kind of turd is <laughs> that playing? Like, damn it, I need to clean this up midway, you know? It's yeah, the only right. way. <laughs> Exactly, man. You know, everything has to make everything goes along and makes sense together. You know, that's it's the only yeah. way that it, it works. And, you know, and sometimes uh, we uh, we had to show, you know, the, the next gen like, hey, guys, this is a little bit of guidance. I know you don't like it, but mm -hmm. guess what? You know, this is how it's going to get you further and further, you know, and once you know how to get to this, you can actually expand yourself a little bit more and do other yeah. cool stuff, right. you know, like, yeah, it's, it's literally like we said before, like learn the rules so that you can break the rules. Exactly. The best thing I ever learned in my life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And let me ask you, you know, because you said that you have students, so you do a lot of private tutoring sessions, you know, how often yeah. you get, um, your schedule is booked, you know, what's, what's normally your schedule and how often you get these, you know, up and comers, you know, giving you some of these songs and you're like, holy mm -hmm. shit, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've taught like all sorts of people from like very beginners to intermediate mm. and even advanced producers, mm. um, like very advanced people that are like even further away um, and way like, further ahead of me really? <laughs> in terms of like their, their releases and everything. They're like, but then they came to me asking for help in some specific things. And I was like, yeah, I can help you with that. Um, and yeah, I, the beginners always have like some more basic questions. And uh, I feel like it's way harder to uh, teach someone who's pretty much on the same level as me because they know most of the things that, that I also know than like a, a a beginner really because the, the beginner can just show them the 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 correct way to do things the like the simple way because it's all simple in terms of mixing for example it's all very straightforward and formulaic i always tell this to people mixing is easy because it's all a set of rules that you just need to apply correctly mm. and what is really hard is composing because it depends on your creativity with something that you can't measure you know it's nothing uh, as formulaic, your creativity changes all the time. Just like we were talking about the thing with your mood, how your mood affects your music. With mixing, it's so straightforward. And it's what I tell people like, okay, do you have problems with um, the formulaic part, the technical part, or right. problems with your creativity? If you have problems with creativity, listen to more music, explore more of the genre you're trying to make. Because in, in the end, you're always going to be inspired from someone. That's how it works. That's how human brains work. You listen mm -hmm. to something, you like something, and then you recreate right. it like automatically, not even trying to. 
But then uh, when it comes to the, the the more technical side, it's it's all kind of a set of rules that uh, you just need to kind of remember. Even like, and I don't even try to remember because I have a really shitty memory. <laughs> so <laughs> I have like loads of notes. I have like a whole right. um, PDF I wrote for myself for uh, teaching, oh, so wow. that I can have a little um, refresh reference if I'm trying to teach some topics that I haven't taught in a while. And I'm like, yeah. oh, actually, I I do know what I'm talking about, but let me check this so that I can teach properly. And then uh, I always add notes and then it's also stuff um, to remind me of the techniques that are actually good and useful because like I said, I've been mu- making music for pretty much 10 years. I actually think in November, it's going to be my my 10th year making wow. music. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to remember everything you've learned <laughs> over a decade. You know? Right. So uh, I don't even try to. I just use a lot of racks that I made and I save them so that I don't need to always build them from scratch. I save like all sorts of presets of my own, like every single thing I have like a default preset on so that I don't need to remember this exact starting point. So I have templates for everything. I have temp- I have in- initial presets for Serum, for Vital, for all the channels mm. in Ableton. All, everything is like, there's a little category so that yeah. I can easily do, you know, sound design if I want for I have a whole sound design folder of effects that I know that I like to use. Because I have a million plugins and then I eventually forget it about them, you know. When it comes to the technical side and teaching how to do that, I always tell them, them it, it's, it's all a set, a set of rules, really. When it, when it comes to mixing, there's things that right. you can't really do, especially because of how phases work and all that. Like, you can't really put, like, reverb on your sub. Of course, it's going to sound bad, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but for a beginner, it's like, they're going to ask, well, why you can't and then i just explain why it's going to destroy your phases and if your phase is destroyed goodbye sub so it's 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 easier because i i I like teaching beginners because i can show them Mm. so much and like how amazing it is to to be able to make music like by yourself in a computer fucking i don't know 40 years ago would need a whole band you know seriously and you know right and then like i can just write a whole album and like a week if I wanted and this it used to take like fucking months, even years for back then, you know, it's, um, but yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, I love teaching like a lot. <laughs> I've been t- teaching for like the past four years, pretty much. Mm. Um, so I've, I've gone through a lot of people, like all sorts of, um, levels and different styles and, I had to adapt, of course, learn how to teach like more styles than I actually make. But then uh, at the same time, it's fun because I now uh, I am able to 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 give like better lessons to everyone because I've I've learned how to teach and I found like another passion in it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just music because a lot of um, I, a lot of people, not a lot. I'm not gonna say a lot, but like a few of my friends who uh, tried to do lessons like teach people, they found out that they don't like teaching, and I'm like, well. Fair enough. I always thought like everyone would be like, love to like teach someone and then get paid for it. Like, yeah, exactly. The dream. <laughs> so it's fair, you know. Uh, but then I found like, yeah, some some people just don't like teaching. It's not their thing. And then that made me realize, well, maybe this is my thing. I do like, it, you know. It's your calling, so, calling, you know. And and it, and yeah. it's fun. It's and it's cool that you say that because he here's the thing. Like I I always thought you know when I started out, uh, I've been DJing for fifty for Jesus, since I was 15, I'm 32, about to be 33 mm-hmm. soon. And I feel like whenever I DJ, that's when I feel the most alive. 
That's where mm-hmm. I feel like I am meant to be here, you know, because I've been doing it for so long and I, and I love yeah, it right. so much, you know. If I ever want to get to the higher grades, you know, like to be on the festivals, whatnot, I had to produce. I was mm-hmm. never a musician. So I started producing, you know, like four or five, six years ago, you know. It wasn't yeah. that often that I started, you know, producing, you know, and but I've uh, but I've been an engineer for 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 eight years, you know, since I've been right. here. I've I, I've said myself like mm, I'm gonna do this, you know, I'm gonna you know produce music and do this for the people, and so I could get them out. But I put so much pressure into myself in doing that, and that actually cost cost it, you know my mental health, my physical health yeah. and oral, and some of the other aspects that also affected me. You know, I was in a shitty job. I used to live in a shitty area, in a shitty apartment, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of things. I was lonely most of the time, you know, hence the story of my EPs, you know, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I was in that predicament. And then I, once I got out of it, you know, I looked, I, I stand back and look back and say, is, is this really what I want to do every day for the rest of my life? Is this like my thing? And mm-hmm. something that a lot of men don't realize that or a lot of people, then let me don't let me not say the gender, you know, just say a lot of people <laughs> in general, you know, because we're in this <laughs> world. And I, I have to be politically right, you know? Anyway, <laughs> anyways, I, I we're living in in this era in which like I had to stand back and say I don't think I want to do this every day like I don't mm. see myself to do this for a long run you know I don't see myself 10 right. 20 years doing music like it's not mm-hmm. I, I feel like doing music like I, I should consider it as a hobby as of like whenever I feel like it, I'll just do it yeah right because exactly. because like I felt with so much pressure that I had to do it because I have to show these to to these people that I know that I just hooked up, that I connected, I got to send it over because if not, they're going to forget about me and this. And I put so much yeah. pressure about it that at one point I had to look at it. It's like, yeah. do I want to live it with this? It takes a lot of energy. It, yeah. It drains you. It drains you. It's, it, it's not, it's different than like having a nine to five, you know? Right. Uh, where you, you go there, you work your hours and then you go back home. It, it's with music or any jobs in the like the media like social media or influencer or and even that's within the entertainment industry it's yeah constant it's constant it's you training have, you, and your own boss if you don't work if you don't like set your goals uh if, if you don't get to those goals well, you're only the one who's gonna be hurt you know because yeah. you're losing it because it's your job you it's, know it's sad so you have to you know boss up on yourself and like actually i've l- I've, music has taught me so much because um, it's I, I'm lucky enough that it's been my uh, literal only job I ever had for the ever since I'm 15. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah, it's it's taught me so much like about like maturity and like actually setting my goals and like getting to the point and then doing the work and like not being lazy as fuck and then. A lot of other things as well, like because I have ADHD and I have a, um, I'm on the autism spectrum as well, and um, me too. I'll, yeah, <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I I was diagnosed yeah. with autism when I was a baby, and then I and then oh, it, shit. I my parents worked me up, and then mm-hmm. it got developed into ADHD, 
ADD. ADHD. And, and, yeah. and I, I don't got the age part. My brother does. I got just the mm-hmm. regular ADD, but I worked oh, right. my right. whole life. I've, I've had ADD and I had to have, yeah. you know, therapy sessions, speech therapy sessions, you know, um, medication yeah. for me to, for my ADD, right. for me to concentrate and shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never actually got into medication or anything. I was diagnosed when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. with uh, ADHD and then turned out to to also be a little bit of on the autism spectrum. Uh, but my I have a big concentration problem. Like I cannot focus on things unless I'm really in the zone. You know, right. welcome to the, there's welcome to the choir, man. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, right. And then there's all the other things um, that come with it as well. So it's just like having a routine for me just doesn't work. I tried many times mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm going to wake up and then from 11 to, I don't know, 6 8 p.m. I'm going to work on music. It does not work. My brain just pauses until it's 11 and then it unpauses at like, you know, yeah. 6. And then, you know, because I keep repeating that in my mind. And so it, with all that, with ADHD and all that, I had to learn a lot about myself and how my brain works to, in order to be able to find a schedule in which works and then I can, you know, a, a workflow so that I can, you know, right. not go crazy and insane and still keep my mental health uh, while still like making content and like music like constantly, right? All the time. So yeah, it's, it's, it's things that I learned a lot from music really like the, like just that, that I feel like that has to do with maturity because I used to be like a yeah. lazy <laughs> little maturity has to involve with you know when your self growth as a musician as a music producer as a, as a yeah, whatever you're right. trying to do you know even even mm-hmm. my, even for myself you know because um I, like I said like I, I felt pressure making music and I said and I decided to take it a hiatus and it was it took a yeah. lot for me to be like to stop music altogether so I could be happy like it took up because I'm a stubborn person I I do not want to admit that that was the problem, but that is because yeah, I didn't right. see, I didn't see any progress. And it's because I didn't see any progress. It, it shouldn't, I shouldn't com- pers- continue to pursue onto it. And that's when podcasts became my calling call. Yeah. This whole platform itself. And, and that right now I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I, I looked at this as a brand itself. Like I'm looking at it as of like a, a longevity, like a long term, like I can see myself doing this for 10, 10 20, yeah. 30, 40 fuck, fucking years, as many as I, I right. want to. And and not just only to do interviews with uh, with people like you, you know, I, I, I see myself doing my own show, my own channel with a mm-hmm. co-host and have, right. you know, regular conversations, you know, because and that yeah. because I get involved with it. And, I, and that's the only time I can actually focus and say and do stuff that I fairly enjoy you know and yeah and there's passion to it yeah there's passion there's passion behind it you know and i love it you know which is why i i started i started doing this and and it's been very rewarding because i've been you know talking to non-stop artists all around the world like from europe Mm -hmm. from canada from across the states and and right. even even right now with you, you know, from from Brazil, you know, you're actually my first mm-hmm. from South America. Oh and shit! <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and I and I have a, quite a lot of uh, first ones. You know, I have my first one from Europe, and it was from Greece. You know, and it's my first oh, Greece shit. artist on Lost Chameleon. And then I had um freaking 
uh, Navets from from Czech Republic, and mm-hmm. then I had Sleepy Owl from from Spain, and then I got Doctor Ushu from France along with Bizu, yeah. and right. and then I got my Canadian homies, you know, Ten Crafts, and that's now Altair and mm-hmm. Infinite, and then obviously all all the people around here across the states, you know, it, yeah, which is right. very rewarding even for me for me to say that because. Yeah. Like, dude, it's, 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 I don't know. It's stuff like that, that, that I feel like this is it. This is what I was yeah. built to. I was built to like go through all those pains as a producer and be able to talk to that, to other producers because yeah. we can share that and we can let the whole world know about it and let, and let to say, yeah. Hey, this is not just peaches and creams. Like there's a little bit of, you know, gray areas around and some ugly truths and some insights that you should be aware of, you know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, and I, and yeah, I, that, I love that, that, it. I love it. That's I love the whole it. thing with like monetizing your hobbies and that, like you said, like if, if you felt like music wasn't for you, you can keep it as a hobby that it's perfectly fine. You know, yeah. it's something I had to learn as well. Cause of course music is my job. And at, at, at some point I had the same exact, um, thoughts you had with like um, music. I think everyone goes through that part. Yeah. Like, should I just quit? Uh, many times I tried, I came, stopped for like, I think the most time I ever stopped making music was like maybe a month. And then I wow. always came back. Wow. But then I, I kept like, I kept coming back and then I was like, you know what? I, I, this is it. Like I keep coming back. Like there's no way I just get bored of anything else I make and I come back to this and it's just as fun. And, um, but then, as soon as like it started to become my job and it wasn't like just a hobby anymore, mm-hmm. something that I enjoyed doing for fun, uh, it became more serious and my less mature <laughs> version of myself back then uh, struggled a bit to understand that I need to do things properly in order for me to not start hating doing this. Right. right. Because right. the more of, it feels like a job, the more you kind of hate it, you know? So I had to learn and find a, a way to have this as my job, but in a way that, you know, I, I don't completely destroy my passion for music, right? Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a really, really good spot right That's now good. with the way I do things. And That's um, good. yeah, it, it has to be like, you, you have to find a way. And it's different for everyone. Like I found my, my second passion in teaching as well as um, just, you know, completely outside of music, just doing 3D art, which is just, mm. I'm, I'm starting in, this is pretty much like from the past few months, actually. I'm oh. like not even decent i recently picked up on that but then it's it's all things that can tie back to my music as well because if i start doing cool 3d art maybe i can start doing my own artworks again uh which i used to do uh oh. in 2d like photo composition you know and it's i, I want to expand on the music project right and um yeah i had to find this balance where like 50 percent is actual like feels like a job because yeah it's fine it has to feel like job like doing lessons even though i love it I, it's still it is a task and I have to prepare lessons and then I have a lot of students and I have to right. prepare content and I have to teach them. I have to study so that I'm not teaching people random bullshit that I think is correct. I need to fact check everything that I teach people, something I always do. And um, then there's the other 50%, which is making music for the Zeta project, which mm-hmm. is, of course, it's what brings more music for the, um, not more music, more people for the, for the lessons, but also, uh, it's it's fun. I, the Zeta project is me, right? It's just um, music that I made that I liked and I want to share with people, right? Yeah. 
So it's um, that's how I see it. Like the project, of course, I, I will take everything. I will make everything serious. I I will do my best to do proper marketing, good artwork and everything. But in the end, I'm just, just one nerdy guy making music and just releasing it, you know. I don't, it's it's what it's fun to me. I, I always love doing that. I agree. And if I can have this as my job, fucking, I absolutely love it. I have no complaints at all. And if anything, you know, doesn't work out or I don't don't fit like a, a deadline or anything, that's on me. You know, I have to 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 follow my goals and I have to to be consistent with it. I feel like, and it's something that that sometimes can pressure yourself a lot, especially right. if you don't hit those goals. And um, I used to be really, really, I'm, I'm still working on this. It's something that I'm still working on myself. Mm. And I need to not be too harsh on myself, which I constantly mm. am. Uh, especially, for example, with this whole EP thing. I'm really picky, which is why it's taking me two years to finish it. Because yeah. every time I'm done, I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't like it. And then I scrap it and I go again, blah, blah, blah. But then when other people hear it, they're like, oh, dude, what the hell? Why did you scrap this? This is like so good. And I was like, is it, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's the whole like imposter syndrome, but all of that, like, it's all pressured from all, like, you know, all the time from like yeah. people from like social media and from yourself as well, from like forcing yourself into doing tasks and like having a consistent with it, a consistency with it. So, um, I found myself coming back to music way too much to be to say that I'm, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to do this for the rest of my life. So uh, you got to find your passion. It's, yeah. it's that thing. It's all about finding something about you're fa- really passionate about. Yep. And if you want to monetize it, okay. But be aware that, you know, turning it into a job may ruin it. You know, it's, that, it's, it's the way I see it. But it luckily, it hasn't ruined it for me. Of course, there's the bad parts of everything. You know, yeah, all, there's, there's had all... some bad experiences here yeah. and there, but... The good experiences I had, I'll wait them like for a lot. I agree. I agree. That I yeah. can't I cannot tell tell you how much um a lot of experiences I had over the industry, you know, how much I learned and so much secrets that I learned that I was like, mm-hmm. holy fuck, should I be in this room and know about this topic's truth or whatnot? Like Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, like there's I, some fucked up shit. Yeah, there, there's a lot of fucked up fucked shit. Up. You know, besides Besides the real fucked up shit that people are aware of, you know, there's you guys, you don't even know half of the stuff that really goes behind the scenes, you know, like, yeah. like for, for example, maybe some it is your, a shady scene. It is a shady yeah. scene, you know, as it as it is that even your favorite artists, I'm not throwing names out there, but even your favorite artists. Yeah, it, it has they may have some shit, you know, they may have it's, some shit. It's like the old saying, never you know. know. Never, never, never meet your me, never meet your heroes, you know. Exactly, exactly. And it's it, it's the music industry, man. It's like it's not it's not even just EDM, just everywhere. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's this whole like some of course they have more popular genres and everything. It's it's too much money for people to be nice, <laughs> so they kind of lose themselves in the, all that. I agree. And a lot of fucked up shit happen in the back, you know, that people don't even know. Of course, it's not the fans' fault that they it's don't know that. It's not the fans. No, no. And, Absolutely not. But that's why but I come here and I spell the sauce. 
<laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Because you know, sometimes I just I'll say stuff and in, in the with the artists, you know, that I'm interviewing, so they could be aware of and whoever's listening to, they could be aware mm -hmm. of like, you know, is yeah. if, if if this is the path that you want to take, expect some of this stuff, you know, like this is stuff that really do happen and always be a lookout when when stuff like that, you know, because I also wanna inform you know my audience and all my followers you know for everybody who's trying to be an up-and-coming artist or an up-and-coming producer or up-and-coming whatever you know filmmaker writer mm -hmm. actor cosplayer video gamer um graphic designer whatever you whatever it is that you're trying to aspire to like i want them to aspire for whatever they want and get that passion behind but be aware of the certain situations. Be aware yeah. of the of the negotiations, of the contracts also, that happen. Be careful so that you don't become part of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't be part of the problem. Might be around some weird people, and then you need to be able to to be able to tell when they're that type of people, so that you can push away from that. You know. Yeah. And it's um, it's it, it it's everywhere it's like any yeah. any job that you work that you have to work with people you will find at least one bad apple you know yeah. and then you have to distance yourself from distance yourself from that person because it it might ruin things for you it's another it's kind of like you have to shield yourself from all that you know what sucks the most is the when you actually find out later that that you're you've been hanging around with this bad apple Oh yeah, and you're like, oh fuck! I didn't see yeah. this coming. Like I didn't. He never show. He or she never show this. Mm -hmm. Their true colors. No, so yeah. you're like, damn. That happened like, to me very, very recently with the whole audio situation with wow. the with Michael Knight, which was my manager, and mm -hmm. uh, also someone I worked really, really close um, with, like over I don't know four or five years, pretty much. And suddenly I see all that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is some fucked up shit he's telling, saying to people. And, and I did not know that. And it's like, um, it was really a shock. And um, it, it really hurt me because I was like, dude, fucking hell. You, one of my, my closest friends and like uh, someone I worked really closely with and I trusted. And then uh, suddenly I see all that. I'm like, what the fuck? This is, this is the person I've been hanging out with like all, all the time. And it's um, bro, what when it was fucked up. Yeah. It was and fucked then, up. Uh, at, at the same time, it hurt me even more because I ended up losing my main um platform, which mm -hmm. I would, was well, audio records, because the label shut down. Like everything was shut down. So after, after he never, after his scandal come out. Yeah, yeah. As soon as that happened, like the whole label shut down. Wow. Um, I was part of uh, management as well. I was doing a lot. It's, this is why I was working so closely with him was because I was doing a lot of the label stuff too. Um, and in some cases, we were talking about like getting the la uh, label transferred to my name because it would be my record label at some point. But that never happened. Uh, and uh, I didn't want it because I didn't have that much time right. to, to handle all that stuff. But I was doing a lot in terms of like A&R, management, marketing, Jesus. and all sorts of stuff. But as soon as that happened, like the, I had to talk to him. I was like, dude, yeah, no, I, I, I can't work with you if, you if you're like that. It's, it's, just, it's just not okay. Bro. And um, we had that long conversation and then um, I, I just called it quits. Uh, I, I left and um, he also left. He didn't want to do anything anymore and, and shut down the label. 
I wish he would at least apologize because he didn't say anything. It's no, he didn't. I don't think to... he. I don't think he ever apologized. Yeah, he just exactly. left it, left it like there, and and you know what's yeah. done is done. When I yeah, when right. Tremor showed that, me that, that I was really like, what? Because I didn't yeah, know was what was crazy. going on. I didn't know what was what yeah. the hell was going on. It like, dude, I, when it comes to Twitter and any other sort of you know EDM beefs, uh. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I stay away from that. I stay away from the drama. Do you know how I mm -hmm. know about it? When I talk mm -hmm. to people like you or with Tremor or with, you know, right. Semi or Mantic or some of the other people from the Grocery Boys Discord. Like, those are the only times I've ever know what the hell is going on, you know, with the, mm -hmm. with the, with the bees. You know, and when I know about it, I was like, oh, wow, shit. Yeah. Like, Well, I got something to talk about, <laughs> you know, like, um, well, yeah. like one of the things I, 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 I send you over when on the topics, like the whole excision and getter situation. Like I right. didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what the fuck was going on until I heard like, and more or less full story complex. So, so what, for the people who weren't aware about this or doesn't know what, what happened with getter excision. So basically, um, the whole story is that, Getter uh, blasted um, Excision for Excision using a ghost producer. And some of the ghost producers that Excision use is Getter's homies. And most of the industry is aware of it. But then Getter is like, you know, exposing Excision is like, you know, give credit where credit is due. He doesn't give credit. Yeah. And and that's what I, that's what I gathered. That's that's mm -hmm. what I got. Right. So, yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I saw. Yeah, so like, I didn't, I didn't know what what it was. So, oh, so it's like this, and then that's where I started hearing people taking sides and say, "Oh, fuck ads," or "No, oh, fuck yeah. get her." But I, and and I'm in the in the back. I'm in right here, sitting on my couch, just watching. <laughs> just getting, like, yeah, just getting a popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> Seriously, because here's Crazy, the thing. Dude. Here's the thing. Like. In that situation, when I when I listen and I gather everybody's thoughts and I hear about it, I came up with this. And there's a lot of things that people aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I talked about this on my previous interview with Terminal Velocity because he's actually very uh, friends with with Jeff and Excision, and he knows more about it. And we talked about a little bit about not that about the getter situation, but more about the aspect of the ghost production. Here's something that people don't really know about ghost production. And when some of these big acts or big superstar producers like, you know, Excision and the Diplos and whatnot have or maybe or not maybe have need somebody to produce their music because they got a whole entire enterprise for themselves. They got their own corporation yeah. in itself. It's a whole brand. It's a whole it's, brand. It's, like, you know, yeah. it, like, do you honestly believe Excision has time to make new music when he's fucking running Lostland, his own fucking festival, and yeah, right. he has to play and he wants to play in his own festival? It's, uh, not, not only just that, just everything else as well. Like, He has merch. He has like a label. He has, he has Lost Lens. He has his own his shows. shows. He has, he has his, his music. His, his own it's graphic like, designs, you know, his own visual yeah, arts. Like, his own the level PKs. he does his shows. So there's so much shit. It's, it's so, like, yeah. There's people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know because I don't know him personally. So I can't tell if he, he is ghost produced or not. But, um, If he actually is, we would never know exactly because of the NDAs. Like, there's no way no one would ever yes. break one of those. It's, It's definitely yeah. not worth it. 
Exactly. You, you know, know the, even be, I, I have my NDAs. Like I've done my fair share of ghost production for same quite over a few here. people. You know, it's like it's some some big people out there as well, which of course I can't name. <laughs> but uh, it's how NDAs work. The if Space Laces really did that and really ghostwrite it for him, we'll never know. It's like, well, no, 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 no. This it, is just I, this um, like here's yeah, the, here's the she said. You know. Yeah, you know, exactly. and and and, right. and even themselves cannot deny or confirm it because they'll yeah, they'll be in exactly. breach with their NDAs, and yeah, this is exactly. something that people don't really understand. This is business at the end of the day. You know, Excision mm -hmm. has to make business, and, and in order for all his stuff to run, there's some aspects that he has to like let others do his job or let do his bidding. Like, come on. Like right. if Excision does all that shit, bro, he's a fucking God. No, he's yeah, a right. fucking God <laughs> running a festival, Honestly. a music, a tour. It's, he can yeah, sounds yeah. like, like, dude, like he's, on music. It's like, God, what? Damn, you got some energy. One man army. I'm telling you. One yeah, no. Man yeah. Army. Honestly, it, it, I make one tune and I'm like, dead for the rest of the month <laughs> you know imagine you know just Yo. playing shows all the time and exactly all that. It's, like, it's way too much i don't doubt someone could do it but that means that person is working 24 7 yeah it's like if you can do that but the one thing you're completely throwing out of the window is your mental health you know you could exactly. not sustain that for more than like maybe a couple months or yeah, like maybe no. a year. Let's put it that way. You can no. do that for a year and then goodbye your mental stability. Like you're not going to be stable at all. You're way too stressed and way too like overworked. Exactly. That's why that's why you have like a lot of people working for you. So, you know, exactly. That's, that's why you have to outsource yourself with others for, mm -hmm. for them to keep this business running and yeah. and and it, it is a business it is it a is, business it, it's a big business it's exactly but let's let us not forget you know like and let's and let's say i i i do say that he definitely has you know ghost producers because you know it, mm. i i know people and i talk to people and i know someone that knows someone and that can mm -hmm. vouch for me for all these stuff so yeah we 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 all kind of do know yeah. the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I try, but I don't try to go rely and say, "Oh, yeah, I know from so and so." You know, no, just yeah, leave yeah. it as of like no names up to now. But I can definitely verify you that you know if even even you know Edition does have outsources music and does mm -hmm. ghost produce, um, he definitely puts those people on the map. Like, yeah. it's not like. Oh, just make music for me and and sign an NDA and yeah. here's your and here's your money the, the up front. There is more to it than like, people really see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because it's I don't think it's any type of like inhumane condition, you know, where it doesn't pay them properly or doesn't, you know, it's just it's not just like oh, here's like with the whole like uh, um screenshots that leaked and all that uh which honestly we don't even know where that came from but okay yeah exactly um <laughs> but like at the same time they they look decently real but at the same time people talking about the prices which i saw was like yeah that's kind of cheap for what it is you know i think it was some type of mixing service whatever i'm not sure if it was full-on ghost producing but at the same time i'm pretty sure 
if he does do that, I don't agree with like people having ghost producers. I don't, I don't think that's something mm. uh, in the EDM scene where your voice is your music, right? And, like you a can, singer. and you can make your own music on your own. You don't yeah. need to be outsourced yeah, right. by, by others. You yeah, know? it's like, it's just imagine if like one example I saw, I think was NASCO. I'm, I'm not sure if it was NASCO. Someone mentioned on Twitter about like how you can compare things, for example, like a singer has their voice and that's their signature. Right. A producer has their music and they have that's their signature, right? Right. Uh, having a ghost producer is almost like having someone else sing for you, but then you put your name on it. You yeah, know? just slap your so, name out of it. Yeah, pretty much. But at the same time, it's paying someone, you know, someone's at least making their bread out yeah, of it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I think it's it's, it's first world problems, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? seriously. But I... To, like it, to me that I live in like a third world country and I see like a lot of, of shit down here. I see that <laughs> like, well, it's like yo, I mean, someone's getting paid at least, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, in the end, it's not that bad. It's just, a, it's just unfortunate. It's, but in the end, I personally don't listen to Excision that much. So I mm. wouldn't care if that it really does have a ghost producer. It's whatever. It's Excision. It's, who fucking cares? It's I his agree. Music. His, I thing. It's I, his I, money as well. Yeah, I do listen to his no, music, but not not as religiously as many others that they're yeah, like I, I, bowing I like as that a god. Thin, like, no, that's um, that's a little bit too far. I do listen uh, to his songs, but some of his songs yeah. are like, eh, like I've heard this on your mm -hmm. last album. I, like it's almost a rinse yeah, and some, repeat. Some you know, very memorable shit. From, he definitely like, back does. When I started. Yeah, and that was like some of my favorite dubstep tunes ever, which is why I hold him to a high level in terms of like as a, an artist, you know, like someone with a, a, a sick, like cool vision that like back in the day people didn't have. Uh, not because now everyone can do loads of things and it, people took a while to reach a certain level in terms of like a, having a sick vision, like that, a unique vision. Uh, but now people be calling him like generic and all that. And it's like, maybe, but why is he generic? Is he generic because he just made this, that music or is it because like a lot of people just copied that exact same formula yeah. and now it's generic because everyone just yeah. copied the one, you know, on the top, you know? Yeah. So there's a whole like, there's a lot of things that are backwards that people blame him for. And they don't And I don't think he's like it. a saint or anything like that. So yeah. it's like, I mean, he, he is ghost producer it's his problem but at the same time i really don't care that much how many people <laughs> really like, do care about it like i i don't i didn't care about it either I, right. like i didn't realize this was an issue until until i i heard in the twitter thread you know get her calling him out and shit it's, and it's all twitter like, drama so it's, it's yeah just, at least it's fun to watch <laughs> it's fun to watch i stay away from yeah. that drama as much as possible yeah. i don't even want to even touch or even put my opinions because there's always going to be somebody saying that you're wrong i'm like eh. yeah i learned i learned I'm, a long time a little, ago not to find anybody on social i'm a little stupider because i keep just poking fun at shit <laughs> and sometimes people get mad but it's like no it's whatever it's just twitter drama no do you know what do you know <laughs> when is it that i make fun of people on my podcast mm. that's oh, yeah. when that's because i have the power that's that's your, that's your safe place <laughs> yeah exactly i i learned dude i learned a long time ago even before entering the music scene I learned on mm. Tango about don't ever go head to head with somebody um, on social media because that's its yeah. own rabbit hole. And no matter what. And it's not even worth your 
your time energy. or energy. Time. Yeah. It's like, it's so consuming. I had some like, um, discussions with random people online and it just trained me. It's yeah. like, Jesus, why am I even still talking to this? Yeah. Like, just as much as they're never going to give up their point. I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm not going to give my point either. <laughs> so it's like, it's just going to be like headbutting people when it's like, it's that's not where- worth it. Yeah, that's where that's when I'm stubborn as well. Like I will not stop until my point gets across, and and yeah, and that's where I'm like, let me yield, let me yield, because not I can see myself that we're gonna go back and forth, and this is never gonna stop. And I'm like, let mm-hmm. me just yield, yeah, and, exactly, and get and, yeah. and, and you know, say and let them let them say like ah, oh, he took the L, I took the W, he didn't respond to me, yeah. why not? Like all right, cool, why Take not? Take the ratio and enjoy. Yeah, it, here's the thing. <laughs> That didn't took much of me. I I was I think I'm the one who gets the EW because I've been renting rent free in your head. And yeah, you're still talking much, about right? it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm the one who just who let it go. I'm just like, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna go butt's head. It's, and it's you know. always like the most pointless discussions. Yeah. Like lots of attention. Like, like for why weeks. is that? It's it, I, my theory that uh-huh. the way that I see how social media is, yeah, is negative reaction on people triggers the algorithm a lot more, which oh. is why we see so much shit all the time. So right. it's much easier to show something negative to you and have you react in a certain way and then post mm-hmm. your opinion on it. Then you see something good and you'll be like, yeah, cool. And then you scroll down. So I feel like a lot of the algorithms show you the, the, the negative shit intentionally. And then everyone starts talking about it because it's a chain reaction of people reacting to one another, you know, um, whatever topic it is, but it's always a negative topic because it gets more people to talk about it. You know, like you don't see people talking for weeks about how good a tune is, but you see people talk for weeks about how bad a tune would be, you know, uh, like that, that one artist that came out, um, by Gore. And then it was like a lot of, samples from virtual packs and then people just trashed that guy for weeks and then proceeded to never comment on a single release um, from Bygor after that. What was his so, name? Uh, shit. Um, oh, wait a minute. Wasn't the caked up? I'm not sure. I don't, I honestly don't remember the name. That, that years ago, years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a lot, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It was, and everyone trashed the guy. I was like, yeah. Jesus, and they said some really, really harsh things. And it, like, I get it. Don't make a full song with samples, but at the same time, like, Jesus Christ, the guy is probably like depressed. No, no, it's two people. Been. You know what? What happened? It's around those lines, and the fact that he actually, um, one of his sons. He stole the sound and the and the drop on some other song. Oh shit! So, okay, no, it, no, no, no. It, it's a no. It's different. It, it's not only the the whole sample thing. It was also a, mm. a copyrighted infringement that happened and got released oh, on Vigor. Okay. Yeah. No. No. The one yeah. of the guys uh, faced some serious lawsuit with it. Oh shit! No, it was two guys. It was, and mm. I forgot who was the second guy because he was the producer and the other guy was Oscar Wilde. He was tatted mm. up all around. Like that that was the most hated person in the internet in the EDN sphere because nobody liked him. Then obviously because he he bite back. He basically bite back. And then when they call him out with the whole copyright and we faces his lawsuit, he still doubles down. 
That's why right. everybody in the in, in the internet hated that oh. guy a lot. Oh, so that explains it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. It wasn't just about the me, samples. I, I didn't know about that. So I saw that. I was like, damn, that's disproportionate. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot of hate for something so like, you know, pointless. Right. It's like, okay. No, like, no. It, don't it, make a full song with samples. But at the same time, it's like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of hate. But yeah, I get that. That like literally stealing music. It's, it's yeah, no. I had someone steal my logo and use their on their YouTube channel for like two years no. until I realized. <laughs> yeah. I had to DMCA his uh, channel because I contacted him. It was like, he didn't reply. And then I checked his socials and I sent a message like, hey, can you stop using my logo? It's mine. It's also copyrighted. It's registered. So if you don't stop using it, this is a warning. I will DMCA your channel. So he, they never replied. They kept uploading. It was like a really random, you know, those music, music channels like Dubstep Getter that have like a yeah. visualizer and then that they were using that for like some pop music, whatever, never heard. It's just completely different language as well. Never heard that. I don't even know what language it was in. Mm. And um, I had to DMCA them and then the channel got taken down and then they replied apologizing like, no, we'll change it. Remove the claim. And I was like, okay. And then I removed it and uh, their channel got back up. They removed all of the videos with the logo. They switched all of it. But it, actually, I don't think they removed it. They just uploaded so much new stuff and then deleted all the other ones. Mm. But they had like, 200 or more videos with my logo in the middle wow. and on all of their socials. Like, how do you do that? It's like, I don't know what like, goes in, into someone's mind to go ahead and cut and steal someone else's artwork or someone else's logo. No, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> it's insane. Uh, the, the moment I don't remember, and they, I think they actually had the same name as well. Mm. I think it was called Zeta the producer, something like that. Literally, I was no. like, how do, how do you think of doing no. that and think that's okay? Dude, that's yeah, legit right? copy-paste. Yeah, right? I mean, you can use the name Zeta. I don't own the word. Like, the, the it's, I have it registered as myself, right? But it's like other things. For example, here in Brazil, there's a car battery company called Zeta. <laughs> so it's like, there's there's... You can use the, the names that are if you want. It's fine. It's it's not mine or anything. But don't use my logo. I paid for it. And it's like I right. registered it. It's my work. So it was weird. It was really weird seeing that. And like them not even like replying to my emails or trying to, to you know, sort this out in a better way. But in the end, they just removed it all and then switched the logos. And I mean, that's all I wanted is to just stop using my logo because it's mine. I agree. What's going on, everyone? If you guys made it all the way to the end of the episode and you feel kind of left out, like why didn't the episode finish that? Don't worry, guys. It's okay. The episode was way too big for me to put it in just one episode that I had to divide the episode because there was so many good content and so many good topics and discussions that it cannot be discussed other one episode, but had to divide it so we can always have brand new episodes with brand new topics every Friday. Always remember that. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the YouTube channel at lonewolfpod.com that's right lonewolfpod.com where you can check all my latest episodes and always remember to comment down below let me hear your thoughts share your experiences if you guys got a certain topic that you want me to cover for the next episode please let me know on the comments down below and i'll do my best to do so so thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one Deuces. <laughs>